Good morning. It's a beautiful Sunday in the old Pueblo, and you're listening to KTDT Tucson. Thank you for spending a part of your brunch hour with us on your downtown Tucson community-sponsored rock and roll radio station. On this week's show, we're going to speak with Zach Baker. He is the deputy director for the Downtown Tucson Partnership. We're going to hear about some current events and future plans. Today is July 18th. My name is Tom Heath, and you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar. Each and every Sunday, our focus is on social, cultural, and economic impacts in Tucson's urban core, and we shed light on hidden gems everyone should know about. From A Mountain to you, Arizona, and all stops in between, you get the inside track right here on 99.1 FM, streaming on downtownradio.org. And we're also available on your iPhone or Android. Head over to your respective app stores, and you want to get Downtown Radio Tucson. That's our app. You take us wherever you go, and you can hear our fabulous DJs and show hosts all over the world. And if you want to get us here on the show, our email address is contact at lifealongthestreetcar.org. We have Facebook. We have Twitter. Our podcast is available just about anywhere you're going to find podcasts. Uh, our episodes are housed on our website, lifealongthestreetcar.org, and you can simply ask your smart speaker to play Life Along the Streetcar podcast. Well, we're going to start today's show by heading over to Main Gate Square and finding out about a little music happening there as they have revived their Main Gate Square productions of Friday Night Jazz. This is a free jazz concert series that's been going on uh, on Fridays uh, during the summer, and there are a few presentations left. This is held over there on University Boulevard in that Geronimo Plaza. I believe you can get validated parking in the evenings, and tickets are, uh, admission is free, but they do require tickets um, uh, uh, obtained through their website, which you can find at Main Gate Square. This Friday, after hours, is going to be the uh, band, and they've got um, saxophonist Autumn Dominguez, and uh, I've heard them play in the past. They're pretty good. And then August 6th and um, 13th and 20th will wrap up the series. But you can find out all that stuff on Main Gate Square on the east end of the uh, streetcar route. Well, on the West End is downtown Tucson, and our featured guest today is Zach Baker. He is the Deputy Director of the Downtown Tucson Partnership. We call it DTP, and uh, we're quite fond of the purple-shirted ambassadors that keep our streets safe and clean. Zach is one of the staff members there that makes all of that happen. We caught up with him just a couple of days ago by phone to find out what's been going on in downtown and what are we going to see in the future. Uh, Zach Baker, Deputy Director at the Downtown Tucson Partnership. So the Downtown Tucson Partnership, we've had a, a few stories about uh, that organization. Tell us a little bit, though, about the um, sort of what actually uh, DTP is and, and, and who it serves. We were created in 1998 to implement enhanced municipal services for the downtown business improvement district and that's kind of a funky shaped district and what most Tucsonans I think would consider the core of downtown where all the larger buildings are um, bordered by 
um, the train tracks to the north, approximately to 14th Street to the south, almost to I-10 um, to the west, and then around 4th Avenue and South 4th Avenue to the east. And we basically try and be the primary advocate for downtown Tucson. And I mean, our, our top priority is to provide the core services to that downtown business improvement district, um, including economic development initiatives and programs, um, clean and safe initiatives, including 15 um, what downtowners like to call the purple shirts. There are safety and maintenance ambassadors on the streets, um, a, a number of marketing um, initiatives and just relationship building with um, the merchants, property owners and other downtown stakeholders. A lot of our budget goes to clean and safe initiatives. The folks you see on the streets in purple shirts are downtown 24 seven and they're really um, essential people for our downtown community that are constantly picking up litter, um, power washing the sidewalks. We're responding to calls um, when businesses need support and de-escalating certain situations and um, just being extra eyes on the streets of downtown, making sure that um, our community is a safe place for all folks. Um, and then we do a number of beautification and greenscape initiatives. You'll see um, approximately 200 city planters within the downtown core. We fill those with either drought tolerant, trailing vines, um, plants, and it just adds to the, the beauty and making downtown kind of a pleasant place to be. The, uh, the, the planter program, that's, that's a partnership, uh, if I understand correctly, with uh, the organization called Desert Survivors, correct? That's correct. Uh, Desert Survivors, they're a 501c3 organization, and they actually operate a native plant nursery just southwest of downtown. And they started in 1981 and th with the purpose of creating meaningful, dignified employment um, for adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities. And so these folks, um, anywhere in groups of five to 10 people come downtown every weekday with a mentor and fill those planters in with these um, grown from seed plants. Um, but they also have expanded their services downtown to do litter abatement for us. They do a number of landscaping uh, initiatives and also just as extra purple shirts on the streets. That's an interesting partnership. And I think as we were coming out of COVID, or as we are coming out of COVID, I should say, it seemed like that was a, a pivotal role that I could tell from DTP was that partnerships, you know, working with Tucson police, working with the city, working with the county, and just sort of being that um, that glue that kept everything um, together in that uh, in that that district that you described. Partnership is kind of in our our organization's name, and it's 
not just ourselves as staff members who are doing a lot of the work that you see, but a lot of strategic partnerships with the city of Tucson, multiple departments and multiple people within those departments working with us, working with our board members on a number of different programs and different initiatives, ultimately to support downtown and our business community, um, but also Pima County, who um, was really pivotal in our COVID-19 response, specifically the federal dollars that came in last year that we re-granted to downtown businesses through two different grants, the Outdoor Cafe Grant, um, which gave people up to businesses up to $5,000 to either expand their outdoor patios or create new ones. Um, the other grant that we offered was the Downtown Rebound Grant to $2,000 max and we awarded we were able to award 49 businesses um with a total of 87 a little over eighty-seven thousand dollars. nice nice and i know when you know and this is i guess old news at this point it's been a, a year but when the pandemic really started to take hold downtown um you know downtown tucson partnership uh you know kathleen erickson ceo really kind of jumped in with um a gift card program and you know, raised funds privately to match certain donations. And, and do you remember the total amount that was ultimately raised through that program for downtown businesses? Yeah, the uh, DTP gift card incentive program raised approximately $308,000. And that was in about two months. And we did nine rounds of gift card sales. Um, in total, it was 8,800 gift cards sold. Wow. And these gift cards came from uh, about 70 local downtown businesses that opted in to participate. Um, you bought a $25 gift card from the Downtown Tucson Partnership, and you got to choose your favorite participating downtown business. And then we would add 10 more dollars for free. So the total gift card you would get was $35, even though you paid $25. And that $10 incentive was made possible through um, a number of different sponsors through those nine rounds. DTP chipped in that initial $10,000 the first round. And then it was so successful, we sold out, I believe, in 28 hours in the first round. Hmm of a thousand gift cards. Well, my guess is those gift cards are starting to be redeemed because there are more people on the streets of Tucson in the downtown area. And after the break, we're going to find out more from Zach about the expectations from the downtown Tucson partnership. But I do want to remind you that you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM and available for streaming on downtownradio.org. This podcast is sponsored by Tom Heath and the Heath team at Nova Home Loans. If you've enjoyed this podcast, continue listening or head over to lifelongthestreetcar.com for current events and information on what to do while visiting Tucson. Tom Heath, NMLS number 182420. Nova, NMLS number 3087. BK number 0902429. Equal housing opportunity. 
Hi, welcome back. We're going to finish up the interview we did with uh, Zach Baker a couple of days ago by phone. He has shared with us kind of the history and philosophy and mission of Downtown Tucson Partnership. And now we're going to see some of that in action as um, we gear up for the uh, end of summer, fall, and into the next five years. So I actually live downtown in the core, and I've lived here for about four years, and I'm able to patronize a lot of the local businesses, which is pretty dangerous because, as you know, there's a ton of amazing restaurants. Um, <laughs> some of my favorites, Sine Thai Bistro and um, even Hub Restaurant and Ice Creamery, the Cup Cafe. Seeing that pre-COVID and then post-COVID, um, it's not recovered yet, but I think that we're getting there. Um, I also park in one of the parking garages downtown and um, just seeing the increase of cars each weekend just it, it feels like there's more people more and more people coming back downtown just for dinner and I think that's a good sign given that there's not shows at the Fox Theater. There's not live shows at the Rialto, even though they're doing a really cool Rialto Theater gallery project right now. Um, they're not major events downtown that are attracting thousands of people on a given night. So I think that we're going to get there. We will continue to see a lot of interest in our downtown area as far as uh, development projects but kind of currently what's what continued during the pandemic was um, some housing projects that that are going up and that are about to come online um, one of which the gallery on fifth avenue is a, a brand new market rate um, apartment community obviously very close to a lot of the um, local shops, coffee shops, co-working spaces, and just everything that the downtown has to offer, including the free streetcar, which is free until the end of December. Yeah, we got to keep telling people that. I keep forgetting to mention that on the show, that they have that option for, um, for that, that was extended. we got to keep reminding them of that. And I was at a, um, a merchants meeting not too long ago. I think it was maybe last month. And you were sort of highlighting the number of businesses that were opening uh, opening in downtown, which it seemed kind of surprising given COVID. But there are actually a lot of um, of entrepreneurs uh, taking the uh, the leap into opening up their doors or expanding their businesses downtown. Yeah, absolutely. And there are a lot of really cool concepts um, that I I hope people have a chance to come experience themselves. Um, during COVID, we lost a number of amazing businesses, concepts and restaurants that have been down here for decades. Total, just within our downtown business improvement district area, um, about nine businesses closed. Eight of those were claimed um, due to the pandemic, but we did have 10 new businesses that opened in all of 2020, um, but Fit Boutique Studio opened in January. Um, Southern New Hampshire University, they're an operations center actually right on Congress Street, and they relocated about 250, 300 jobs, and, and those folks will help um, online students that are located kind of in the western part of the United States. 
Um, Donut Bar opened in February. If you haven't checked out Donut Bar. Talk um, talk about dangerous. uh, Yeah. Being close to that. They they recently launched um, all these grilled cheese donuts. So we have a fitness studio and a place serving donuts and um, and uh, grilled cheese sandwiches together. So they, that might be a good combination to pair those two up. So you can you can head over to the fitness studio afterwards and and work off some of those calories. But and I think you can go over to the website that you have downtown uh, Tucson uh, dot dot org dot com. Yes, downtown Tucson dot org. But I'm, I'm thinking you're mentioning about the business trends. Well, yeah, yeah. So they have a you have a really well de- de- designed website. Now, just kind of glancing through it, I look at it kind of regularly. But you do have all of these businesses that had opened, and um, you know you've got more opening here in 2021. And um, I think just in general, wanted to it, it. I think I was surprised to see so much activity in the opening section of businesses, and, and less in the closing section. I was I was kind of surprised to see that in that in that. Uh, in that breakdown on your website. Yeah, I, th- I think that there's a lot of things to look forward to. I think a lot of people are optimistic. Um, I'm really excited specifically about what's happening over at the Pima County, the old historic Pima County Courthouse um, on Church Avenue. The U of A's Gem and Mineral Museum is actually gonna open Um, here soon for general admission and to do sort of a soft opening but they have a ton of gems minerals and different specimens from all over the world and um, I think it's going to go really well with our annual gem and mineral museum or gem and mineral show excuse me and so we're expecting Um, we're expecting to see the gem and mineral show back uh, and maybe not in the same capacity but in a large capacity in 2022 is that fair? Is that a fair statement? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I think I think we will see that and, and return. What do you think? Has there been any discussion about the holiday festivities, the parade of uh, the parade of lights, and that type of uh, environment? Are we are we going to see something like that again in downtown? Yeah. So what Downtown Tucson Partnership facilitates is um, what we call Desert Nights Downtown Lights, and it's. Um, five weeks of festivities in our downtown. This year, it might be a little bit different. We're still kind of waiting on um, to see, you know, how the the city of Tucson's um, special events process will go. I think that there's um, still things that large events that attract thousands of people need to follow as, as far as safety protocols go. Um, but we might see that change. You know, there's a lot of events that have announced dates, like uh, the TMC Mimi downtown. They do a 5K, which um, is usually in the night. They're doing it in the daytime or the early morning this year. It's going to be on August 22nd um, at Armory Park and Children's Museum. Um, Tucson Meet Yourself, they're, they have a date of October 8th through 10th. Dusk Music Festival is a date of november 13th and 14th so i think people have put those major events um in the special events process and i think that we're gonna learn some more within the next month so so they've Um, they've announced the dates but they're still working with the city on the protocols is that what i'm hearing 
That's right. Okay. That's correct. I can just imagine like Tucson meets yourself. I, I'm just very curious to see how they end up um, uh, organizing that and, and structuring it in, in, this, in these uh, crazy times. Yeah, as you know, it's it's like it's a huge event, but I think that they're going to do a much smaller footprint and focus on kind of the ed- educational piece of what that event um, is is about. Okay, well, uh, downtown Tucson partnership. You've got uh, a ton of uh, top priorities. So <laughs> it seems like everything on your website is a top priority. Um, what else is it? You know, before we wrap up here, what are things that you you wanted to share with us, or anything we didn't cover that you think is important for us to get out? Yeah, I definitely wanted to, um, and I know you've shared it. Um, through your channels, Tom, so thank you. But our future priorities for downtown Tucson survey, um, essentially it's intended to inform a strategic planning process that the downtown Tucson partnership is currently going through and it's gonna guide our work over um, the next five years. And these, your input will help identify um, priorities and inform where we focus our time and resources within the next five years based on the feedback. So um, go ahead and go over to downtowntucson.org and there is a link um, near the top of the homepage. You'll see a link for future priorities for downtown Tucson. If you just click on that and it'll take you to the survey. What input are you looking for? People that work downtown, live downtown, people, anyone? This survey is intended to be more broadly distributed to anyone who lives, works downtown, or doesn't live or work downtown. Um, we want to get everyone's feedback as much okay. as possible on their perception, current perception of downtown and where these folks think we should focus our efforts. Okay. Because that's when we, we announced this last week, and that's how we shared it, was that even if you aren't engaged in the, the downtown core, you know, the downtown in most cities becomes sort of a lifeblood of, of the city itself. So you, you should have input on how downtown is developed, even if it's not a priority place uh, for you personally. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, I think it was Visit Tucson that had like a, a stat that was 80% of visitors that visit Tucson, visit downtown. Um, so I I don't know why that's relevant. But well, I think, I think that's very relevant. If people are coming to town for any reason, you know, 80% of them want to find their way into uh, that urban core. And I think that probably stretches, I would imagine that stretches through 4th Avenue and the university as well. Um, I'd love to, to, to find that stat because I, I could use that in some other things that we're talking about. Well, Mr. Baker, congratulations on your recent promotion because you are the deputy uh, director at Downtown Tucson Partnership. Uh, that When did Thank that happen? You. When did that happen? That happened in late April. And, um, you know, as we look to possibly hire another administrative staff person to fill my my former role marketing communications type person i'll hopefully focus on more economic development initiatives especially as we come out with um, a new strategic plan and focus on 
kind of the storefront economy attracting businesses um, to vacant storefronts that really respond um, kind of to the needs of our downtown. Well, Mr. Baker, I really appreciate your time today. I look forward to the things that are happening. I know personally in the downtown area, um, very appreciative of the work that the Downtown Tucson Partnership, the staff, uh, and um, those purple shirt ambassadors do down here. So thanks for your time and share our, our appreciation with the team. Of course, and thank you for all that you do, Tom, for us and for Tucson. Zach Baker, Deputy Director, Downtown Tucson Partnership. Thanks for spending time with us by phone and uh, sharing with us some of the outlook for our urban core. Well, my name is Tom Heath. You are listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM, and available for streaming on downtownradio.org. Well, thanks for spending another Sunday afternoon with us. We are uh, finishing up here episode number 160, 160. And if you ever have topics for us that you would like us to uh, broadcast, then hit us up on contact at lifealongthestreetcar.org. Head over to Facebook, Instagram, tag us, like us, share us, whatever. Just hook up and connect with us. Don't go anywhere after our show. We've got Tedski with Words and Work, talking of those in the labor movement. And, uh, you know, I don't do this enough, but how about a shout-out to DJ Bank, the musical bum who has the art of easing on Sundays right before us and leads into our show. I hope you've tuned in and, and listened to that. Most of you probably are just listening now because you were listening to his show and just forgot to turn off the radio, and I'm cool with that because uh, DJ Bank is one of uh, my favorite DJs on downtown radio. Uh, but, don't, but don't tell anyone else that because I tell all the DJs they're my favorite. Hey, let me ask you this. What do you get when uh, you put a bunch of uh, individuals on scooters, drive them all over downtown as they partake in restaurants, art, and other festivities in the urban core. Well, I'll tell you what you get. You get a shish show. Yeah, you heard me right, a shish show. And uh, this is a group that's trying to support local, having a little fun and doing it on scooters. We thought it would be interesting to, to chat with them. So we've got one of the, uh, the lead shish heads, I guess you would call them, uh, on the show next week. So it's going to be a fun, fun interview. I hope you uh, tune in next Sunday uh, for that one. Again, all of our past episodes are on lifealongthestreetcar.org. We're going to be found anywhere you find podcasts. Ask your smart speaker to play us. We've got 160 episodes of really cool people doing really cool things in Tucson, and I hope you have a chance to listen to all of them. But, hey, we're going to fade out with a little music today that I think our guest, Zach Baker, would certainly uh, enjoy. This is a, a song by a group called Typical Hunks. And the name of this song is uh, Grilled Cheese. Hope you have a great week and tune in next Sunday for more Life Along the Streetcar.